Hi, I'm Miriam Burke. And I'm Eving McBride. And welcome to A Little Birdie Told Me, a podcast brought to you by rollercoaster.ie. Every week, we'll be bringing you insights, advice, and our own personal experiences, along with some great guests to help you, our listeners, navigate the ups and downs of pregnancy and parenting. In this episode, we're talking about our labour experiences, the good, the bad and the gory. And we're sparing no details when it comes to the expectations we had versus the reality of giving birth. So, Miriam, very exciting. It's our first ever podcast that we're doing for Roller Coaster. Yes, I'd be excited if I wasn't so exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) And why are you exhausted? Sure, you only have one child. How are you exhausted? (gasps) Oh, that's it, isn't it? one child doesn't matter how many you have I know I'm joking (laughs) um so Miriam here we are today doing our first podcast and um I think it's only fitting that we should as we give birth to this podcast that we should maybe tell our listeners a little bit about our own birthing experience so you're a mum of one yes I have a little boy Fionn he's 14 months old I have two so my daughter Isabel is nearly three and then my son Theo is eight months old actually today when you were having Fionn um what was your kind of expectation about pregnancy Mm -hmm. and and birth like what did you kind of think was going to happen or did you have a plan in place I suppose as you're about to give birth so my problem with uh, my pregnancy so luckily I didn't have an actual problem Um, it went by very smoothly but it was during the pandemic like the entire pandemic I had my booking scan at in January when things were normal Mm -hmm. but that was the last time things were normal my husband came at me and everything but I didn't have time then to think about preparation of any sort Um, it was just kind of you know those early days going along with it Mm. so by the time that classes and those kind of things normally would come along they were all cancelled any complications I was able to do that yeah um sort of went in for my my appointments when I needed to um and you know what I was actually very comfortable with the restrictions in the in the waiting rooms it was kind of nice having a quiet environment with only pregnant women sitting there like reading books yeah. or on their phones yeah. and no partners and no kids yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean uh, I was okay with the one inside me I didn't want to uh, encounter anyone else when I was in the maternity hospital I know but and I, I've heard a lot of people saying that actually yeah that that's one sort of good thing that came from it. Totally, like I, so my first pregnancy obviously was pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. no clue that what was ahead. Um, and my second one was in the middle, I suppose kind of coming towards, he was born in March 21. So it was kind of coming out. We, well, we were in the middle of the level five lockdown, but yeah. um, you know, we'd been in and out of lockdowns for so long. So the experience was obviously very different, but I know what you mean. Like there was definitely more of a sense of calm. And even I find post birth in the labor ward or the, what is it? Recovery ward. I don't know what they call it. Mm. No visitors were allowed. Yeah. And I find that was actually really good. Well, obviously the dads were allowed in or partners. Um, but I find it really, really nice that there wasn't loads and loads of people. And even kind of yeah. for yourself that you're not kind of having to entertain people, yeah. I suppose, even if it's just your family. Mm-hmm. Um, but you really do have that time to kind of chill out and, um, you know, just kind of bond with your baby and try and get some sleep. Well, see, that's the thing, so, because I didn't know any better. This is my first baby. So when I had him, we're jumping ahead yeah. to when I'm in that recovery <laughs> back. place. Yeah. Back to when he was inside <laughs> you, please. <laughs> but you know, my, my um, sister texts me. She's like, 
don't forget like tell text me immediately when you go into labor because I will be on I'll be driving up to Dublin I'll be there when he's born and I was just like um no you won't you won't <laughs> actually <laughs> and I didn't see people for like a week later yeah which is nice but jumping back again to um the baby so yeah so did birth. you did you like did you choose to go so you had your baby in Hollis Street Hollis Street National Maternity Hospital and did you choose to go with like a consultant or what way did you go I went fully public okay yeah going back from the first appointment my GP and then the booking scan I was afraid that they'd be like you're old you're geriatric and um, you're going to need all of this extra help because technically I was I am geriatric well how old are you do you mind me so, asking no not at all um, I am 37 now yeah. so I was 35 having pregnant yeah but apparently like that's geriatric yeah I'm 37 so I'm my second yeah. pregnancy was geriatric but I said it to the lovely midwife in Hollis Street and she's just like don't be silly stop we don't even say that well yeah. they didn't say it to me yeah so I was really happy about that yeah Um. she also said that I could do the domino scheme but nothing came of it and I think that's because of COVID things just got so topsy-turvy mm. you went with domino, I did though. yeah I went yeah. with the domino scheme both times and mm. um, so I suppose the first time I was like I very deliberately chose domino because I was under um the impression that I was gonna basically mm -hmm. have the most like natural glorious birth um anyone's ever had in their lives and you know my inner like warrior goddess was just going to chant the child out of me and I wouldn't need any drugs any intervention any help you know it was just me doing it all on my own and obviously that is not what happened okay. um <laughs> so yeah so I did actually try to do the whole thing drug-free the first time I like um, even trying I yeah. <laughs> salute you yeah. I know and I, I think it's, I think it was definitely a case of you know ignorance is bliss and <laughs> yeah. even though I'd done um an active birthing workshop in the run-up to my first labor which was recommended to me by a friend you know and I found that actually a really positive experience it was very much you know you've got this this is like not kind of skirting around the details it was very graphic in what was going to happen to you and preparing you for the eventuality of having to give birth to a child <laughs> um but I it was very empowering and I felt really kind of prepared and informed and um that it was up to me kind of how things would play out uh which was I think a really good mindset to have mm -hmm. um, and very positive and there was a lot of hypnobirthing so my body was born to do this you know I was made to give birth to this baby on repeat um, and which my husband I have to say thought was absolute rubbish um, <laughs> and especially he was invited to the second half of the birthing workshop so it was just um, the mums you know at the start mums to be at the start and then the birthing partner whoever that might be for the second half of the day so when we first went in um, it was just like all the mums to be and it was very empowering and it was like telling stories and like it was actually quite emotional if I'm honest it was like one woman shared her story and she'd been trying for years to conceive and mm. she was eventually having this baby and I find it really really emotional and I think anyway it's not even just your hormones I do feel like when you're becoming a mum for the first time you see things in a very different way as to what you would have seen them before Definitely. and your emotions are heightened um, yeah. and you're more in tune I think to other women who are having babies but anyway so that was all very like lovely and then we broke for lunch and then in the afternoon um my husband John came in and 
there was a section where they asked the birthing partner to try and imagine what a contraction would be. <laughs> and it was like, okay, and uh, now can you try and act out what you think a contraction is going to be oh and like God. I was loving this because I was like he is going to die um, and he did die of embarrassment and it was really funny because actually one of his colleagues happened to be in the birthing workshop that his wife <laughs> was having a baby as well and was doing the same birthing workshop so he was like oh hi um, so I was like no you're going to have to act out a contraction in front of each other um, did they? they actually acted out know, it was, it was. I think that was more like to kind of just like loosen everyone up yeah. and then but there was a lot of like holding of the bump and chanting and doing the hypnobirthing together Hilarious. with the lights dimmed so he just I could feel his whole body like tense up I was like this is not for him mm-hmm. um, but anyway so I was feeling great and then uh went well went 10 days over with my daughter which was not ideal eventually went into labor waters broke um first then i went into labor and when i got to hollis street i was kind of at the point where i was ready to go to the labor ward um or the birthing suite i don't even know what the technical terms are yeah me either Anyway. Same thing happened to me, but I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, talk about it later i'm <laughs> waffling now um but yeah so basically went in tried to do it all on my own um bouncing on the ball sitting on the stool um you know trying to like envisage that my body was made to do this and it was horrendous and then I had to be induced because nothing was happening after six hours so um and my waters had broken the night before so thankfully the domino midwives were incredibly hands-on about you know giving you all the tools you need to try and do it without drugs mm-hmm. <laughs> eventually when I was being induced one of the midwives I hate to say my favorite but I had her for my second baby as well so I feel like we have a special bond <laughs> uh, Fiona um she was like I would highly recommend that you get an epidural so once she kind of like said she's it saying that yeah like she kind of and I, I was kind of ridiculous and I suppose even though I felt like this empowered warrior goddess I still was like looking for permission to go and like get the the help that I obviously needed to get because I felt like no I can't do this with the drugs that's failing my body was made to do this and um, so eventually when she was like pet like take the epidural um, and I was like okay Fiona and then I got the epidural and it was like night and day I was like able to chat I could like behave like a human I felt like I was like a feral um cave woman who had been like unleashed from a cage when I didn't have the epidural like honestly I was like I, it was horrendous and then I, I, I even I didn't even know if the lights were on in the room I felt like it was in darkness like the whole thing was crazy and then yeah got the epidural was lying up in the bed and was loving life again yeah so I had never uh, planned on doing it drug free but I didn't Wise. know what kind of drugs I was going to do mm-hmm. or anything like that I was just like you know if if they're available to me I'm going to do it then again I was actually still a little bit scared of the epidural you know when you have those well, no, that fears. was my fear yeah, yeah because you do it like goes in your spine yeah, and, and they you do be tell you paralyzed. everything beforehand yeah. yeah but like that doesn't really happen but you know there's the risk um but yeah so because I was having this covid pregnancy and birth um my husband Eddie would just not have been allowed in the birthing suite we'll call it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, not allowed in for the any of it. No, he would be allowed in for that part, okay. but not the rest. Right. So I made the decision, or we, we both did kind of, and we did do actually a um a course with a really brilliant med- midwife called Avril Flynn. Mm. Um, I had a few sessions with her, and they were really really helpful, and she was also very empowering, and um 
all about she gave me tips on hypnobirthing as well which I hadn't done and I found them uh, helpful in the lead up I listened to them going to sleep and then they put me off to sleep mm. but for the actual birth itself none of that so it all went out the window all of it <laughs> like I was just like you I just became this I don't know primal it is so primal person yeah. yeah I couldn't believe the noises I was making oh completely like I moved was it coming from yeah. I moved too <laughs> It was like, actually, it was more than a moo. It was like a dinosaur noise. That's probably <laughs> yeah. what dinosaurs sound like. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, anyway, the thing is, I so I waited for as long as possible at home before I went to the hospital mm-hmm. to have the baby. Um, even though I'd gone in when my waters broke because they told me to. And then they checked me over. And I live really close to the hospital. So they said, you could go home. And I came back like a few hours mm, do you know maybe eight hours later so we did all of that kind of prepping at home trying to sleep mm. like where do Impossible. you get these ideas I know <laughs> and oh it's so awful because the night before I went over with Fionn as well I think it was nine days yeah eight or nine days um so we could have come in any minute yeah and now I just wish that I had made the most of going to bed early and having a nice restful sleep because uh, I didn't know that the night before would be the last time. I know, but like the naivety that you have pre, pre-baby is like amazing. Do you know what I mean? Like looking back in hindsight, like even when I think about what I used to do with my time, like even like finishing a day of work and then not having to go home and do like your other job. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And like, you li- or like, and I would complain and even trying to like get into work on time, like there'd be mornings where like, oh, I'm so tired. Like mm-hmm. I think back to that girl and I'm just like, <laughs> you fool. I was <laughs> thinking about fool today on my walk to work when I was supposed to get up early. And of course I slept in with baby and he was having none of it this morning. He did not want to get up. He did not want to go to crash. This morning was one of the first mornings I was close to tears dropping him off because Aww. he's been going in for two months and he cried and that's unusual yeah but like to top it all off I like put my tights on the wrong way like I think the heel is actually on my foot rather than <laughs> on, the, <laughs> on the heel nobody can tell <laughs> luckily I'm got this. Nobody, nobody knows about your tights <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like I was on the walk to work thinking if I didn't have a baby or that time when I didn't have a baby I would have been like I just wouldn't have had that extra dimension yeah. of of uh, chaos or yeah, whatever. I know. Although I have to say, when your children sleep in, I feel like that's not a negative. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like if he needed to sleep, like it's not yeah. your fault you were a little bit late. <laughs> like if if Fionn wanted to have a lion, just take it. But then I had to like shake him up and and get him. Oh, I think he's probably getting teeth. It's always no. teeth, isn't and it? It's always something. It's like yeah. if it's not teeth, it's a regression or whatever. But anyway, sorry. So, back so to going back, yes, I know. Back. Back, back to, to the, the actual birth. So yes, I we arrive in Hollis Street. Um, I like claw my way up the <laughs> up the steps and into the reception. Luckily, Eddie, my husband, was able to park somewhere I don't know where and follow me in and be and like speak for me. And that is so important, you mm. know, to have that advocate for you. Mm-hmm. Um, which was you know one of the awful problems for women. Um during the pandemic I when know. they weren't allowed I can't even imagine it absolutely awful because he was able to say um, she is like about to give birth I mean they would have known anyway mm. <laughs> it was pretty obvious but they brought me up 
And um, for so for all that time, I had been using the what do you call that thing, the electric thing you paste onto your back. Oh, the tens machine. Yes, I was using that thing, and I think it was doing some good because yeah, it's some a bit people swear by them. It's I actually didn't yeah. like it, but yeah, some people do swear by them. It is kind of distracting. Um, I didn't realize how you know far I was putting it up because it, it gets really strong. Mm. And when you're not having any contractions, the strength feels really strong. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. when you are, it's, you know, like a little <laughs> tickle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so I was doing that. And then um, I had all of these notions. Same thing. Like not not deliberately. I'm like woman hear me roar type stuff. It was more I I don't want to go on the bed because it's unnatural like I'd heard that so many times yeah. um yeah I was really scared of like pushing the baby back up inside myself <laughs> <laughs> so for the whole like I'd say for about two months before Isabel was born I was like sitting on a chair backwards like I thought I was like some sort of like 90s like I don't know what and like Zach from Save by the Bell and also bouncing on my ball like I would not sit on the couch for fear that the child would somehow be like up too far and would never come down Oh, <laughs> I did so much bouncing on that ball as well, actually. Oh, but uh, but that's why I didn't want to get the epidural too easy, uh, too early, mm. because you're stuck on the bed. But then, again, but then that's the other thing that you hear the horror stories of the people, like some of my friends who have had babies who've had epidurals, are like, just make sure that you get the epidural in time, because if you don't get it in time, you won't get it. And I was like. Oh my god like how how does that happen but uh, apparently it does i don't apparently. know apparently yeah but yeah my so um even though i didn't do the domino scheme it was it was still all midwives yeah until the very last minute and then the doctor had to come in but that's a story for later okay <laughs> um anyway they were so good and they were so relaxed and they were so like just getting on with it because yeah. it's their job yeah and uh I was just go- going through it. I was just letting myself feel these this pain, this, these contractions that you never ever can describe that pain, no. even when you're thinking back on it. Because I've tried to describe it. So my description is, I feel like it's like you're being electrocuted from the inside out, but at the same time, somebody's twisting your insides. So that's my experience. Yeah. <laughs> and I that really funnily close. was like, I've had laser hair removal before. And before having or going into labor, I was like, you know, like I've had laser hair removal. I'll be grand. And then <laughs> when the first contraction happened, I was like, this is not grand. This is not laser hair removal. This is way worse. Yeah. Um, well, my first contraction came and then I was like, are these going to get worse? <laughs> and then that's when you start making the dinosaur noises. Yeah. <laughs> that's when the cow emerges. Yeah. Um. So... You got the epidural and yes. then so as I was like, I was just kept on putting it off, putting it off and being like, but I want to go on the ball. I want to go on the stool. And then my husband was like, Miriam, like, do you want to go on the ball? And I was like, no. Do you want to go on the stool? No. It's like, maybe it's time to get the epidural. And he was scared of me at that point because I was like, not myself. You yeah. know, you're you're a mad woman in the yeah, attic. Of course. You're in the the birthing place yeah, but you're in Hollis Street a bunch <laughs> yeah. of loads of people who don't know you yeah. <laughs> so anyway I got it and it was great I loved it I was like this is amazing now I can like 
relax yeah but of course i couldn't relax because then you had the baby like straight away yeah basically oh yeah and um that's when it got a little bit scary because so because i was i was using gas and air as well so i was pretty high and then i had epidural so i was like nice and strong basically (laughs) um but like all of these beeps started going off well they were very quick to turn them off so i wouldn't notice but afterwards like eddie told me that it was sort of it was a bit of panic. Like, luckily, it wasn't too bad in the end because obviously... But so was Fionn in distress? Or? He was a bit in distress. Okay. Yeah, his heart rate was going up. They were getting a little bit worried. They just knew that he had to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they did, uh, like, c- call a doctor who wasn't, like, p- kind of part of the plan. Okay. Not that I really had a plan. Yeah. But um, it sh- we uh, a doctor did need to come and like help get him out mm. and then there was a bit of drama with the um he needed to get this little test done and the way they do it is like they stick a little needle up the mother me and is then this before he came out this is before okay and then to get a little scraping from his head oh yeah i had that done yeah yeah but for some it's reason to like test the oxygen levels in their blood or something yeah yeah something something yeah. like that. Um, <laughs> sorry <laughs> Do- dr mcbride here i'm like or something you know <laughs> it didn't work though so um well it did eventually but there was something wrong with something and eventually when he did come out he did scrapes all over his head yeah. and he needed a forceps oh not forceps thank god um suction the suction thing yeah, yeah to help him out as well and i needed the episiotomy which i really did not want I mean, at the time, I did not care. It yeah. was like, oh, of course, you know, yeah, cut me from wherever you want. Yeah, I would have if they said you need a C-section. I would have, of course, agreed 100%. to that. Yeah. Um, but in the lead up, uh, episiotomy was something I really wanted to avoid. So that was one piece of planning I did. I did that. Um, epi no. Yeah, same. So like very similar to you. Like I really thought, obviously, I was going down the like I am a warrior brute god love me um but i also thought you know i'm gonna get i'm gonna i'm gonna do my exercises i'm gonna stretch mm-hmm. i'm gonna massage my almond oil mm-hmm. down there every single day twice a day yeah. gonna just have it all perfectly you know prepped supple yeah lubricated no that's maybe the wrong word um but, uh, yeah supple let's go with supple so i thought that was gonna happen i um oh yeah sorry i had a salt lamp because i was going to charge the negative ions out of the atmosphere of uh yeah like basically all of this absolute nonsense but then in the situation it was epidural and um, you're like basically baby is huge and it's having difficulty coming down we need to do an episiotomy and same I didn't have to have suction or forceps um at the very end but like that was definitely on the cards if I hadn't been able to deliver the baby I suppose Mm -hmm. as as soon as I did after the episiotomy but like I don't know why I like I don't know about you but I don't know why I had such a mental kind of um thing about an episiotomy that I was like oh I really like it was kind of like I thought it'd be nearly like a failure do you know what I mean that like all of this prep I'd done to have this like magical vagina (laughs) like didn't work so therefore like you know oh I had to have the episiotomy yeah I Um, don't know either like um there was just some there was something I don't I don't know where it came from but it was something saying that episiotomy was bad Mm. and if you had one it wasn't good and um recovery and you know all these kind of things but of course like women 
tear a lot when they have them too. Well, yeah. Have them. Have, <laughs> have that, those yolks. Babies. <laughs> Um, and I suppose episiotomy is supposed to avoid that sometimes too. Well, that's the thing with Isabel. I actually had like, so getting into the graphic gory details. Oh, yay. My favorite So, part. yeah. Basically with her, I had lots of internal tearing and the episiotomy, I suppose, was my only like external tear. Mm. And a friend of mine gave me amazing advice, which was to get, a, you know, water, like a sports cap water bottle. Yeah. And to fill it with warm water. So when you were going to the loo that you could kind of like squeeze it at the I same time that. and it just dilutes the pain and I find that like the most amazing tip ever it's like the most simple thing to do yeah um and then with my with Theo with my second um labor I had an episiotomy again Mm -hmm. which they said wouldn't happen but it did yeah and I had a lot they say it wouldn't happen they were like ah you be grand like this and I was like I don't know if I will he's I have a huge bump and I was like I think this baby's gonna be even bigger and they were like listen not like again domino and i have to say i have so much respect for them and midwives are like the unsung heroes of you know or i think any any like nurse or you know care worker is amazing um but specifically you know the midwife the domino midwives that i um went with they were Mm -hmm. just so reassuring and as you say it's their jobs they've done it all before but anyway they were like second babies he'll fly out of you and i was like okay i don't know if he will but anyway had to have the at that point when I was having I had to be induced again Mm. um so I was like eight days over with him had to be induced had to do the observation overnight in ward three or unit three which I think having had a baby it was fine because I was able to just kind of I knew it was ahead of me I suppose Um, I feel so sorry for any woman that was in that unit overnight and was hearing what was going on without anybody, without any partner, yeah. family, anyone where, you know, because you just weren't allowed to have them there. Mm-hmm. Um, and like some of the noises that are coming out of the stalls are terrifying. And it is stalls. It's curtains in between each bed. So like, you know, you've no privacy. So you're hearing absolutely everything that's going on. Well, I was in one of those um, wards for a, a couple of hours after yeah. my waters broke at like, two in the morning yeah. just because they wanted me to come in to check me and I was on my own everyone else was too because mm. it was in the height of the pandemic and yeah I do I was fine at that stage they were asking me <laughs> I remember asking them asking me about my pain levels <laughs> and I have to laugh now because they got so much worse mm. and at that time I thought that they were pretty bad but they weren't because I could still walk around on my own yeah. bring my little bag around yeah. with me and um, but yeah, I do remember those those noises and the yeah. the varying levels, as you say. Yeah, people at different stages or people at different um, have different levels of pain. I know, and, and I I think as well because I've had a baby. Like I was like, okay, it's fine, whatever. But if I hadn't, I'd be like, how are they not taking these women to have the baby now? Like yeah. you know, it's like it's some of them sound like they're the baby's about to come out. But anyway, so had to have the episiotomy for for Theo. But as well, I had some external tearing. And I have to say, like, that was way worse post labor <laughs> to pain manage and everything. So I think episiotomies get a really bad rap. But my 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 conclusion is they're fine. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, they're fine. Because, mm, I mean, I never looked. Did you ever? No, look? God, no. God, it's like but some people. I remember my friends like saying, so did you look? And I looked and I couldn't believe what I saw. It was like a I just didn't want to visualize it. Scene. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like if you see it. It it nearly like you can see the pain. I don't know. I just oh, was like, no, I, I don't like want to see it. Absolute avoidance of that. Well, I mean, obviously, I had to take care of it. And I had yeah. the squeezy thing too. Yeah. So I suppose yeah, our expectations were very different to the reality. Um, 
But is there anything I suppose that you in hindsight would do differently? Hmm. Hmm. I actually don't think I would. Now, what I would do differently is go to classes, but only because they'd be available to me, whereas mm. they weren't this time. And go to, you know, the live classes with other people. Because uh, I did do um, an online course, but it was just a day. Yeah. Uh, or a morning, I should say. Did they bring you? You didn't get to do the tour of the hospital no, or any of that? No, okay. none of that. Yeah. No. I did that with Isabel and I like that is it's hard not to do that because again I feel like visualizing things or knowing even where you're going yeah. is actually quite good for preparing yourself any of that yeah so I wouldn't I mean I would do that differently just because I would be able to yeah but for the rest of it I was kind of okay with the blissful ignorance mm-hmm. <laughs> um you know if I did have another kid I would I would know more because yeah. I've been through it yeah um I think I would go public again. Again, I mean, unless I was somebody, you know, said that there was need for a consultant mm. to be, you know, extra monitoring or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did a couple of private sca- scans. I think yeah. that scans are really important. I do um, too, and I think like I know, obviously, there's there's probably budget reasons behind why we don't get more scans. Yeah, but I feel like waiting till twenty weeks to do a scan is just completely crazy i think so too i, I feel even wrong. apart from even the fact that like for your own reassurance yeah i feel like waiting to that point in a pregnancy to find out that potentially anything is wrong is just barbaric oh me too yeah um that is why i did the mm. private scans and paid like i was lucky enough to be able to have that money you know yeah. to to use it in that way of course um and i did it twice because i did the first one when i was very newly pregnant and i like couldn't believe it mm. I just needed them to actually you know professional to yeah. tell me yeah that is a baby in there yeah and I think that was like six weeks or something and then I did it again at around the 14 weeks where other hospitals uh do do a scan at that stage oh, do they? yeah yeah okay. so and I I just I wanted it too because yeah. I think that everyone should when it's available you know the technology is available now so did you do a 4D though, or is it 4D that you can no, basically see the baby's no, face? I no, didn't. I didn't do it either. No. They all kind of look the same, don't they? Or do I, they? I yeah, I just think, I don't know. I just wanted the surprise of like seeing the real face. You yeah, know what I mean? me too. Did you know what you were having? Yes, I did mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. So I am an extremely nosy person by nature. See, so am um, I. And I just couldn't wait for the surprise. So like the minute I could find out, I did... Um, I had to wait till my 20 week scan with yeah, Isabel because I didn't do any of the kind of like um, genetic testing. No, um, neither did I. And then with Theo, I actually did do the genetic testing. So I was able and I, I had to wait until like ridiculous. I'm a ridiculous person. I had to wait till 13 weeks to do it because I was away. So I couldn't do it like when they planned to do it 11 weeks. Anyway, um, first world problems. But when well, I was actually having a scan with with him like we could see it was a boy even though he was only like whatever i was only 12 whatever 12 weeks 13 weeks gestation mm-hmm. um and the doctor was like or the whatever sonographer was like oh what do you think and i was like it, is that it is that what i think it is <laughs> she was like well i don't can't say so then anyway kind of knew it was a boy and then when we got the genetic test back it was like confirmed that it was a boy i was like i hope it's a boy <laughs> um, but, um 
with Isabel, yeah, I was convinced I was having a boy. Don't know why. Just had this like again. I was like, I am in touch with the earth. Like <laughs> this is my body, and I was like, I'm having a boy. And my mom kept going, I think you're having a girl. And I think it was well because my mom was like, I was like, no, mom. Like obviously teenager at heart. I was like, no, ugh, like I'm having what I know I'm having. But she was right, it was girl. <laughs> so I was kind of shocked actually when I knew I was having a girl then. Because and I think it was good to know because I feel like to go through a whole pregnancy thinking you're having one, and, and then to be the handed other. the other, I think that would be hard. So I did Me have a, a day of processing going oh I was wrong like shocker um and yeah I think I think it was better for me to visualize what about you did you know you were having a boy yes I did uh same thing I just like if other people in the world knew what I was having like I had to know too yeah (laughs) (laughs) and I also have to plan names like I am an absolute baby name name or well person named fiend I just me too I I love it yeah me too and I have been not that I've been planning on having a baby my whole life Mm because I actually wasn't i'm i'm not a hugely maternal person weirdly enough and you work for a parenting website i know, <laughs> I know. but um i love my own baby yeah uh, <laughs> and I, de- I definitely wanted him he was very much wanted but i have been thinking about names my whole life but actually the name i gave my baby fion um was never on the cards until when until he was like until uh, i was pregnant with did him. you have a short list when you were pregnant no, uh, I didn't actually. I be, I would have had a short list if I was having a girl because okay. girls are way easier to name. I think. Yeah. Um. There's just more options. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that is another reason why I just needed to know. Yeah. If like I wasn't going to go through my whole every night, I'd be thinking about names. Mm. Name, name, name. And when I only had to think about you know one one yeah, it it was definitely yeah. a um, relief. And it was just, it's just for me, it was good to know. I could kind of make more of a connection or something. Yeah. Knowing that it was a boy. Um, I tried to only keep it to family. Okay. But Eddie told everyone <laughs> he met. <laughs> strangers on the street, he'd be saying, yeah, so we're having a boy. And this is what I think we're going to call him. It's like, oh, at least we have the name a secret. That would actually be good now. I didn't do this for either of mine, but it'd be good to like to, to an actually know but tell people you don't know and they'll be like what do you think yeah but I think I'd probably give it away because I'd look really smug and be like mm-hmm. <laughs> okay yeah I'm not like I'm not good at keeping secrets so no. I would just they'd know yeah um no I definitely I like that's one of the things that I wouldn't change I'm really happy I found out with both that I knew what I was having and you know could plan and kind of mentally prepare that way but like with regards to changing anything I don't know if I would like I think probably you know I, in hindsight for the first labor I wish I'd kind of known to just get the epidural or I wish yeah. I'd, I'd I, you know I, I wasn't so against it because mm-hmm. like who like I just don't understand why I was so determined to like experience all this pain maybe I just didn't know how much pain I was going to be in or yeah. how difficult the whole thing yeah. was going to be start to finish but I think I suppose I'd probably go a bit easier on myself and kind of just go like you're not proving a point by experiencing this pain like yeah. life's hard enough you know <laughs> you don't have to add to it and when it's like when modern medicine had made has made it available to us yeah you, you know it yeah it makes sense I, I'm not saying anything against uh, women who <coughs> who do choose to do completely, oh no, completely or anything like that. I just my, my you know, I'm I'm actually with you on that one. Yeah. I would have done next time if there is a next time. I would be getting it sooner. Yeah, because what's I I don't want to put myself through that. 
pain when I don't have to. But I do think that's the other point. Like there's not a one size fits all approach mm-hmm. to labor like or pregnancy or parenthood for that yeah. matter, you know. Yeah. And I think like, as you say, modern medicine is amazing that you can intervene now when things aren't progressing naturally. And, you know, unfortunately, I don't know, but like female or, you know, maternal mortality r- rates or rates used to be huge yeah. and they're not anymore and mm-hmm. that's because we have modern medicine to save lives yes, you know exactly. where we didn't in the past so unfortunately i think i would have been you know one of those poor women that like <laughs> my body was not designed to do it basically is what yeah. i'm saying but you do, um, yeah you're so right like you do think about i so many of my friends and i love talking birth stories because mm. you know it's so interesting yeah. as, we, as we know but they're all different there is mm. absolutely none and there's absolutely none that have ever gone to plan yeah you know i think it's a good idea for some people to make kind of a birth preferences yeah. i had a birth preferences list and it was helpful enough but um none of it i used yeah apart from do you not even had um eddie cutting the cord and he didn't end up doing it for some reason i would have loved john to do that but he just couldn't really he's yeah he's he's not a a, a blood and guts kind of guy mm-hmm. um oh but eddie saw my what do I call it what, what sh- how should I put it the aftermath oh, I was like <laughs> your vulva <laughs> well I don't know if the, I think that my do vulva a, was hidden by was, <laughs> was hidden by like I did well, everything else that came out oh, of yeah, that stop. day Eddie looked around oh I saw the afterbirth did you not see your afterbirth no oh my god it's like a giant like red bag it's well not red purple blue all the colors well, the colours of the rainbow. Did you do anything with it? That personal question. I, th- again, earth woman warrior, naive, thought I'm going to get the placenta pills mm-hmm. and I'm going to have my placenta. But sure, listen, it all went out the window. I'd had the, I had a cooler bag and everything in the hospital with me, but like nothing happened. Um, and the cooler bag is very handy, I have to say. <laughs> what we else was in we, the cooler we, bag? Well, it was a cooler bag to like, you basically were supposed to like put your um, afterbirth into a lunchbox close the lunchbox put it into the cooler bag ring the woman who'd come to the hospital and collect it and then make your placenta pills for yeah. you um so yeah jigs and the reels didn't happen but anyway i was grand but like that's the other thing i was so that was the other thing i was like i need my placenta pills because mm-hmm. otherwise i'm gonna get postnatal depression and i'm not gonna be no. able to breastfeed or whatever and like do you know s- some people swear by them and that's amazing yeah. do whatever works for you but like mm-hmm. in hindsight i'm like again don't regret it i'm like grant fine didn't get the placenta pills yeah and i live to tell the tale mm-hmm. do you know so it's, it's all these things it's all the expectations that yeah. you have and yeah try and i think as well part of it was trying to make it perfect which is ridiculous in hindsight yeah. um and kind of micromanage the whole situation but yeah so wouldn't do anything differently but what's your advice to maybe anybody listening um who we hopefully haven't terrified who's about to have a baby um or is thinking about having a baby do you have any advice about labor or Mm. pregnancy do you know what used to really annoy me when people used to say enjoy it because like of course you're well not of course you're enjoying it but you can't force yourself to enjoy any part of it um but go easy on yourself mm. as much as possible at any stage of the pregnancy. You know, if, if you're working to do, do not put any pressure to do it all when you're not feeding it. You know, you are doing something amazing if you're pregnant, like you are growing an actual human um, that's going to become 
you know, an adult someday. It's so weird to oh, think can't about even, it. I'm not there yet. So yeah. It's totally wild that, to me. That's just going too far. But yeah, my, my advice is just go easy on yourself. Listen to your body. Do not stress it out. Um, you'd be very, very surprised how supportive people are to you. Yeah. You know, in shops, in uh, restaurants, at work, you know, if they see you or even if you explain, people are really, are really nice. Um, it's it's very being pregnant is really different. Uh, it's so different from not being pregnant yeah. <laughs> because you have another person in you. You're you're two people now, sort of. And um, for some people, it's it's really hard to get your head around that. And um, yeah, I find that really difficult. Yeah. I couldn't really marry the two in my head that mm-hmm. I, there was the the bump was actually a baby. Um, but I know what you're saying about being kind and, um, and I think that'd be my advice to myself as well or to anyone else who's having a baby like just go easy on yourself because you can plan and and even things like I you know used to beat myself up about not doing all these like prenatal exercise classes mm-hmm. and not from a vanity perspective genuinely I was like if I don't do Pilates and yoga and go swimming and do blah 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 whatever like I'm just not going to be able to like have the baby the way I'm supposed to and I won't be able to like you know do all the things I need to do afterwards and the reality is I didn't do half that because I was working full time mm-hmm. and then you have the baby and you're grand and it all works out and you're fine you know I probably should have done a few more kegels or whatever those exercises are oh but yeah like, actually you know. that is my advice <laughs> <laughs> do your kegels yeah. <laughs> so we should probably end on that note <laughs> yeah okay gals do your kegels <laughs> and um Hopefully we will be chatting to you again soon and uh, mind yourselves and go easy on yourselves and goodbye.